Hello and welcome to Everything Scary at 3 a.m. My name is Mandy. With me, as always, is John. Howdy, howdy. I yep, yeah. You know what? I I I I feel the same way. I think it's getting to the point where we're getting a little warm during the day. You know what this always reminds me of though is uh, when the butterflies, uh, the big snout noses, come through Texas. Oh yeah, and then we hit yeah. them with our car. Yeah, and then our tar- car turns glittery with all yeah. the butterfly just guts. so many dead butterflies. Uh, you ever wonder what would happen if one of those butterflies would try to take us down? I think it would look a little something like no one gets out alive from twenty twenty two twenty one. 21? 21. That was so close. You almost, that was so close. You, that was really good. I was good, trying. Was I was really trying. Good. But yes, we were going to be watching uh, No One Gets Out Alive 2021. Uh, that is on Netflix, right? The Netflix. Yes. So one of the few movies on Netflix that is actually a horror movie compared to ones that are like weird thrillers or like way too into themselves. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find a good horror movie on Netflix nowadays. They don't do a good job. No, we, that's why we typically go or through like Shutter. Nostalgia bait. That was the thing I really hated about the Fear Street. Now I tried to read oh. Fear Street. I tried to go through them, but it was, was like, okay. look but- how '90s we are, and I'm like, that is. I lived in the '90s. You sir are not the '90s. From the Fear Street yeah. books. The 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 movie. Oh, the movie. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, look how. Or was it like '80s? I was like, I can't even remember what it was. It was something. Like and then it was like 1880s. I'm like, I wonder if that's what like. Somebody from the 1880s would be like, is that what thou thinketh we look like? My God, no one wore those hats anymore. Is that how thou thinketh I, that's we best I got. spoketh? How dare. <laughs> so anyways, uh, for directing this fantastic movie, uh, is Santiago, Santiago Mangini. Mangini. That's the best I can do on that Mangini. one, too. Uh, he actually mostly does VFX and shorts. Um, this is his first Full-length movie. But I will say that I do like it when a VFX guy actually starts doing the directing. Because they, in their heads, they know what they're going to be doing for it. True. Like, so they can can kind of visualize. Because they, they have to create the visual effect for it. So if they're directing it, maybe they can also direct everything else. They, they know what they're looking for in there. And they can kind of do it the different ways. Like, like shot-wise, right? Yeah. yeah. Both shot-wise, shot compositions and stuff like that. But also where the effect is going to be. Oh, true. I think that's why we got, um, from just from what I've seen so far, mm-hmm. uh, we've got something that's uh, really interesting in there, and I'm hoping that it's, it does turn out to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, this one, it was written by John Croker. Yep. Uh, that was uh, Woman in Black 2, Desert Dancers, and Paddington 2, so a good gambit there. Uh, also from Fernda? Fern- what is that? Fernanda. Fernanda. Wow. Fernanda Koppel. Koppel. Uh, yeah. Well, that's so that's who it's starring, Fernanda Koppel. No, that is another writer. There what? are three writers on this movie. That's Fernanda Koppel oh. wrote it, helped write it. Uh, four episodes of, uh, also wrote four episodes of Queen of the South, one episode of How to Get Away with Murder, and one episode of From Dust Till Dawn. Which I love. I yeah. love, and it's the, it's the TV show, Dust yes. Till Dawn. Yeah, so I love that one. Uh, we've also, this is all based on a novel that was done by Adam Neville. Yep. Uh, he was, uh, he actually did a previous episode of ours, The Ritual, which uh, also had, uh, it's kind of had that Wendigo style. He wrote the book for that, yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yes, he was the novelist of it. That's uh, Apartment 16, also Last Days. Cool. But had nothing to do with, like, end of days, which was, like, sad. But then again, I, I don't know how old this guy is, so he may not know what I'm talking about when I say end of days. <laughs> uh, it is starring a couple of different people, but everybody in this is pretty much um, kind of 
TV-ish. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, who's that? Uh, we've got uh, Christina... Rodlow. Rodlow. Um, she was in Miss Bella. Maybe Rodlow. She was in uh, uh, the TV series uh, 68 Whiskey and the TV series The Terror. So Is The Terror the one with the... Um, I have no idea. The one with George Takai? Or not George Takai. Is it George Takai? I don't remember. Anyways, it also has uh, Mark Menchaca, who's in Homeland, Ozark, and The Outsider. We got uh, David Figliolio. Figlioli. Figlioli. That's a fun name. That's David a, Figlioli. I, I, I think I was so surprised by it because it goes down and goes back up again. Figlioli. It's like a, like a little, if you look at the, you know, capitalize the F, it looks like a tiny little roller coaster. <laughs> Try it. You know, if you're not doing anything, you're just listening to us, uh, pull out your phone, go ahead and type in Figlioli. And uh, just enjoy it. Did for you really say Figliolio? I did. I, uh, I I almost said it again. Figliolio. He uh, that guy is kind of a he he's kind of a that guy. He's been in a lot of single episode roles of a lot of different TV series. He got Charmed. Uh, he was an Angel. ER. Castle. Um, he had a long role in Penny Dreadful. Uh, the City of Angels. So not like I haven't watched that yeah. one. I only watched the original, the, the first Penny Dreadful. As uh, a feller named Randolph. Uh, it's also got uh, a couple other people in there. We got Mitch, uh, Mitchell Mullen, uh, who was in Red 2. Uh, and we had Joanna Borgia, who was in, Gabriella in Doctor Who, but I think that's the uh, Josie Whitaker version of it, because I don't remember her from any of the other ones. Huh. Yeah, so like one of the newer ones, either that or Capaldi. Like, I, I stopped watching it after Matt Smith. Like, I was just, eh. I didn't even really like Matt Smith that much. I was a huge Tenet fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm way more fan of those two than I am Capaldi or Whitaker, so meh. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to watch this one because I think what you've I seen actually it? I actually watched the whole thing, yeah. and then uh, I actually got so excited about it that I called you into it, and I was like, you have to see this monster. So I'm excited to see the uh, the kind of context that we had for this one. There was uh, this one did have a very memorable monster. I would suggest. Even if you're you're just kind of on the fence of like whether or not to watch it, you want to hear the rest of it, uh, you can pause this right now. Go ahead and check it out because that monster really is worthwhile. It's it so was, cool. It was. Uh, it's it's so well thought. There out. are so many like movies now where you get something like that and it just it's such a failure. Shit's the like, bed. Bagul. Bagul is like that. I love the I love the sinister movies. Don't get me wrong, but Bagul looked like I thought it was one of the guys from Slipknot. Like, I swear to God, I thought they put, took a guy from Slipknot and they put it in there. I was like, okay, well, that's that's one monster. You know what? I could see it. I could see that mask being from, you know, on like you not know, not Corey Taylor per se, but one of the other guys. Yeah. yeah, you know, maybe just like a like a guest guy who showed up there. They didn't have that's a good funny. mask for him. This is Bagold. Or like you know, like the call. The call had absolutely no monster except for people like bleeding out of their mouths. Which I swear to God, that was from in all you afraid of the dark movie. They they had the ghastly uh, <laughs> probably yeah yeah like giggler or whatever his name was yeah. So it's that kind of stuff. Like they just they don't put any like pressure into this one. This one had a, like a Del Toro style. It was you know, thing. oh, it was so cool, yeah. so cool. But yeah. uh, we're actually we're gonna cut it here before yep. we start talking about too much more, and we will be right back. Alrighty, see you in a bit. Rooms just over here. Ladies only. No smoking, no pets. Amamba, are you guys staying here? For now. It's tough out there. Yeah. So much bedding here. I know this house is kind of weird. 
basement's private. You hear it too? What have you seen? There's something wrong with this place. Even when I'm awake, I see it. I've seen it too. Hello? I must prepare you. Come here! We should stay together. I know this house is kind of weird. But please don't try to leave. It'll make it worse. we're back we are back so that yeah you know this is kind of a quick movie but not quick like it's it felt like it was it, it kept moving fast enough mm-hmm. but to it's keep you interested yeah but it's still in like a 90 minute movie yeah like there's there's a I mean, it's a good chunk of movie like that uh doesn't really have anything to do with the, the spookums which i kind of enjoyed mm-hmm. you know because she's still going through a lot of stuff our, our main character I think it has a lot to do with the spookums, you know, the typical spookums, the supernatural spookums, as well as just awful freaking people. Mm-hmm. She, uh, the, our, our poor main character, Amber. 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 Yeah, Amber. Amber? Just Amber. Well, it's not Amber, because it's got Ambar. an A-R. Yeah. So yeah. Amber. Anyway, uh, but that's not where we begin this movie. This movie begins in 1963 in Mexico uh, as a guy is doing a uh, kind of a, I guess it's, you know, the weirdest part is... Excavation? It, yeah, so it's it's like they're pulling things apart and all this other... It was it was just interesting to me because it was like a Kodachrome film, but it wasn't. It was shot on like 8mm. It had that like vibe like it happened like in, you know, like 1920s opening Tutton Commons, uh, you know, thing. <laughs> it did look like that. And I was like... But it was the 60s. Yeah. It was like 63 in like... So according to the the photo that we find later, that was uh, Tenochtitlan. Which yeah. is Mexico City. Yeah. Or is or it? Or something. I don't know. I don't know where it is. I'm a horrible Mexican. You know this. I, I, so... I just... Well, I'm, you know... I just... Anyway, uh, but yes, uh, so we see these uh, this older guy, and they're they're looking around, and there's you know a quick cuts to a couple of things. We finally see them removing a uh, big stone box from this hole, and uh, but you do see like bodies with missing heads yes. and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. And butterflies, butterflies everywhere. Butterflies or moths? I think they're moths. Moths, moths makes sense. I think so. Um, Anyways, so then it cuts and we are in um, Cleveland, pre- present day Cleveland, uh, with this lady who's talking on the phone. Um, she's speaking another language. Portuguese. Is it Portuguese? Portuguese. Oh, okay, so she's speaking Portuguese to somebody on the phone and she's talking about how, you know, she kind of just wants to come home and the person on the phone is really not having it. And then shit starts to go a little bit weird. So you see some wet footprints in the corner that definitely weren't there before. Um, and then she hears like crying 
and whispering. And so yeah. she turns around and she looks, uh, the, the, the phone and the electricity go out at the same time. Uh, she walks over to her dining room where she sees a box, yeah. a stone box, the same box that uh, we saw in Mexico in yeah. 1963. One of the interesting things was when, uh, right before the lights go out, because uh, everything goes out at the same time, but right before the lights go out, the uh, the little um, footprints like disappear, like they dry up. Yeah, they dry like, up. Oh, they're gone. Yeah, so it's like, we, we were never really here. We were just kind of here, but not it's really. It's like, that's odd. I wonder where those footprints come, and everything's out. Yeah. Um, so, Which, someone with glowing eyes. The the one thing, though, I will say is that the reason why she didn't really, like, freak out or anything after the power and everything went out, it's Cleveland. True. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yes, glowing eyes. However, if you do listen to us in Cleveland, let us know that we're wrong. Or don't. Or don't. Let us know that we're right. Yeah. You know, you know in whichever. fact, uh, I, I challenge you, Cleveland, uh, watch this movie and... Uh, Tell us if it looks like Cleveland. Yeah, is this Cleveland? Because I, I feel like it's Cleveland. I've been to Ohio, but I actually went to a different part of Ohio, and I didn't feel like this was really Clevelandy. but, well, I've never been to Cleveland. Well, nobody I didn't feel was like eating, it was Ohio-y. No one was eating Skyline Chili, so I don't know how to... <laughs> Anyway. So, anyway, so she sees the box. She goes towards the box. Uh, this is where the spookums happens, and we see somebody with glowing eyes right behind her. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of creepy uh, ghosts with glowing eyes. I, I thought it was a good... I, uh, I think it's it a was good... A it was a great... I wonder if it was cheap to do. I don't know. It's unsettling as hell. It's mm. spooky. I love it. Um, so she actually gets... And then it like it like pulls her off to the side, and there's like, oh, was that the like the giant arm one, or is that no, there's like giant arms everywhere? But it was just like Some, something pulls her off. Gone, yeah, and then, yeah, like, and she's gone. The next day, you know, we're uh, we're introduced to Ambar, who is actually uh, just off of the bus, more or less. Um, she's freshly new to Cleveland, and she's working in. So I thought it was like a union shop, but it's definitely like. A, it's like a sweatshop. Like, she's working in this weird sweatshop in Cleveland, which I'm like, Cleveland? Really? Mm-hmm. But uh, she's putting together t-shirts. And she's sewing, and she's not very good at it. Which, again, that's so weird. That's such an odd, like, now you're in a sweatshop. And I'm like, but it's, like, made in America, so it's still going to be, like, super expensive to do? Yeah. I don't know. So so she ends up... Uh, the the place where she's staying, the guy's like, okay, look, I need an ID from you. Like, you've been here for a month now. Like, you need you need an ID. And she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll do. So she goes on the hunt to try to find somewhere else to live. Yeah, she's like, oh, don't worry, I'll get you my ID. And then gets her shit and gets the fuck out. Yep. So um, this is actually, she sees a, um, like, a uh, ad for the place where she is going to stay, uh, which is actually the same place where this other woman from Portugal was staying. Yes, and we know that it is because there uh, we do see the outside of the building after all the power goes out and then the power comes back on. There's one red light down at the bottom. There's a lot of uses of red lights in this uh, this like movie. It's, it, there's like on the the outside of especially on the outside of things like behind the the windows and stuff as like background light. There's like three or four different situations where it's just there's like a red light behind something. Really, I don't even think I noticed oh, yeah. that. Tons of red light in this movie, <laughs> and it, it kind of makes sense in the, in the idea that you know she gets red all over her later on, but oh, sure. uh, you know I don't know if it was really focused on, but like there's the red light in the the front parlor. There's a red light in um, 
like behind her in one of the the other scenes like later on when she's outside hmm. uh, so there's a lot of, of uses of this red light so I, I don't know if it was like an indicator that they maybe didn't focus in on too much or or what it also might have to do with like the whole you've been chosen situation oh, could be later on uh, but yes yeah so she has a, a terrible a-hole boss uh, she's working you know doing the the seamstress and Mm-hmm. Well, she so she actually goes to visit this the place, oh, uh, right. which is uh, this is wherever she meets Red. Do we so, even find out what the name of the place is? We do, but I just didn't okay. write it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she, this is wherever we meet Red. Red is the landlord of this place, and he's a little weird, but you know, mostly nice. He he obviously can tell that she is not from around here. Um, and there's another lady named Freya who lives in the place also. She is also um, in, um, coming from, you know, out of town. Yes, we don't know where, but apparently it's someplace where they don't speak English. Yeah, because, you know, Red, that's, that's Red's, what Red informs us. <laughs> Red says that. Yeah. So um, he asks her for one month of rent up front, which she provides. And, you know, basically like, hey, if you need anything, just let me know. Yep, so, I, I live out the top. Uh, no men uh, after, like, no men and no visitors after nine. nine. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a very, it's kind of a rundown place. I mean, to the point where uh, Red has to put a box under the, I guess it's like a pallet that she's on top of instead of a mattress or something like that. Um, it, well, I mean, it's like a mattress on top of a pallet because it's like this wooden thing that fell completely over. When uh, she put a little bit of weight on it. Yeah, well, but, she's uh, like, don't worry about it. I'll fix it. And yeah. so she, he sticks a box under there. Um, everything goes smoothly from there. She actually goes to sleep. And this is wherever she first dreams about her mother. So her mother was in the hospital. And we've heard her listen to a voicemail before from her mother. But we weren't exactly sure what happened. Um, so her mother was in the hospital. And it's really... It, it just focuses on that last, what I believe was their last memory together before her mother passed away. Yes. Yeah. With uh, the mom, uh, it was, yeah, because this was, was the, the particular part where she's rubbing her head. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's this very focused in bit there. Now, something interesting to me is uh, there's, later on we find out that this may be something that's, that happens particularly inside the house. So I don't know if she was having these visions of her mother at the other place at, at anywhere no, else. Yeah, I don't think so. I okay. think I think it was very much a their place because this is her last comfortable memory with her I also, mother. I, you know, I kind of I I think that's why they were preying on those sorts of folks was uh, particularly the the uses of those memories, and we'll we'll get into that later on. Mm-hmm. But um, the the this is where we get the creepy hand thing too, right? There's so there's paint on her door, or like what looks to be paint, something yeah. like greenish, like ash or something like that, that's on her doorknob. And the next morning, whenever she wakes up, and then she leaves. Oh, that hand. Yeah. Yes, there's a hand that's um, like rubbing. It's still stroking cool. her hair. It's cool the way they did it because she's stroking her hair in the dream, and then she wakes up and you see a hand that's still stroking her hair. Yeah. I thought and that then, was pretty cool. Sorry about that. Well, see, like and then it, it, it like immediately does like this odd jump to like, ah, now I'm looking straight up at the, the ceiling. And I was like, okay, why didn't you do like the whole like, oh, I didn't know somebody was, you know, touching me kind of deal. But uh, no, we didn't get that. Uh, 
And is this when we start getting the ghosts? I don't I don't remember. No, I don't think so. So there's there's pain on her door whenever she wakes up in the morning. Mm-hmm. She's like, what the heck is that? This is where we figure out the light thing, where we have to tap oh, yeah, the yeah, light. Yeah, tap the light, so it'll like, go out. It's like bit. on a timer. And definitely keep an eye out in the corners because there's a lot of stuff. Very much a, a Haunting of Hill House kind of like stuff happening in the corners that if you're not paying attention. Or Salvage, if you're a longtime listener. Uh, you know, where you, you're looking around, seeing if there's like faces hiding places because i like the whole time we were looking i was looking around for those uh those those creepy just standing you know shadowy folks yep yep and then uh this is actually wherever um as she's leaving to go to work this is wherever ambar uh hits into freya that's right and she's like hey red told me that we're the only two here and she's like no he's he's a freaking liar like He's a damn liar. Like there's there's more than this. And then she she walks away. I think, I think she's like she's like seems like a or she bullshit something like that. Yeah, she she feels like a tweaker to me. She's like that that kind of like vibe where she was like methed out or something like that. But she's like Red's full of shit, and she like walks away. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Odd. Very very unfriendly. Uh, couldn't tell me that. I was like, no no no, we're not alone. There's fucking ghosts. You know, could have said something like that, but no, we didn't decide to do that. We went ahead and just was like an asshole and yeah, walked away. Yeah, she, she was a jerk. So, um, so um, Amber goes to work. Uh, at one point, she's actually talking to her friend at work, whose name is Kinsey. And uh, Kinsey's on the phone, and she's like, what do you mean? You didn't tell me it was going to be that much money, blah, blah, blah. She hangs up the phone. She tells Amber, hey, that ID is going to be $3,000. And Amber's like, you told me it was supposed to be $1,000. She says, yeah, but you want it from Texas. We are in Ohio. It's going to be difficult. And so she's like, why don't you just say that you're from Ohio and then it'll be only $1,000. She's like, I can't. I have to say it has to be from Texas. And it's this whole thing. And then even even John was like, why does it have to be from Texas? I'm like, she'll explain it to you. Well, you know, and, and the way that she explains it later on kind of annoyed me because I was just like, well, did it really at that point? Like you could say that you're from there or you're just like, hey, I just got my ID in. Yeah, I literally would have saved her everything <laughs> is really just like been better oh oh no uh I, I moved here and now i got a new ohio id yeah i well I, i've been here for a while and hey my new id came in I, I, oh well where's your old one i lost it you know unfortunately i wasn't used to the, the commuter <laughs> system here and my all of my stuff is gone you know and i, I just i don't know where anything else is i'm, that I'm saved sorry two thousand dollars could have saved her so um so that's me always looking for a bargain there <laughs> So Amber goes to visit her cousin, Beto, who is uh, a super sweet guy. He has obvi- uh, apparently never actually met her before. Yes. He's going based off of hearsay, I guess. And he's talked to her before. And so she comes to dinner and his wife's all skeevy about it and doesn't like it. And, you know, it's just kind of awkward for everybody. Um, apparently they don't speak Spanish inside of the house. That was one thing. Uh, Beto makes sure that uh, uh, Amber, Amber gets a, a coat. Yes. That was nice. Uh, for some reason, we're introduced to Beto's son for like a little bit, and the guy—I don't even think he has a like a a line. He does. Does he? He goes, "What?" Oh yeah. <laughs> Whenever she tries to speak Spanish. To oh, him. he really shouldn't have gotten paid scale for that. Yeah, it's you just know, it's, that's that. Uh, it's bad. He got a SAG card for that. So um, so th- she ends up leaving. She goes. She goes back to the house. Um, now this is actually wherever um. 
I skipped a part, but while they're at dinner, Bethel's actually talking to her about a job. And, you know, you just need your Texas ID and, you know, you'll be ready to go. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll bring that. Don't worry. They were very, very firm on, on the ID. Yes. You it need needs to be from ID. Texas, though, too. Because <laughs> we don't trust you. So she ends up. So in she ends Cleveland. up. So she ends up going back to the house. Um, she's checking out her new coat. She actually hears banging. So she walks over a little bit and she sees somebody banging their head on the basement door. Oh no no, sorry. She hears thumping. So she hears uh, rumbling and thumping from the basement. She goes to check out the door. And that's when Red shows up. That's when Red like, shows up. Yes. Like, hey, what you doing? Don't go down there. It's, it's private. And then like he closes another door. It's like that's that is study. also private. The study is also private. I'm like, how many rooms in here are private? Basically, you have your room and that's it. Don't go that's anywhere it. else. There are no other rooms. Everything else is my room. So she actually, she asked for her deposit back because she needs the rest of this deposit money to pay for her Texas ID. And he's like, sorry, I uh, I spent it already yep. on, on materials. Refurbishments. And stuff. And so she's like, well, shit. So she, um, she actually goes back uh, to her room uh, she starts also trying to ask other oh, people for the what she hears Freya crying. That's that's, what, that's right. the part where she hears Freya crying. The she goes down to check on her, and Freya's not there anymore because originally at the beginning, you know, Freya was crying like right from the get go, mm -hmm. and she goes to check on Freya, and you know, through the vents because you can see this place is shit, and so you can see straight through the vents, and she sees Freya. Well, she goes downstairs to check on her, and Freya's gone, and all of but she had just heard crying. And then this is actually wherever we see the creepy ghost in the corner with the glowing right. eyes. And there's a lot of baseboard, like, hearing stuff coming from the baseboards kind of thing. It's And you know, I don't blame it because this this house is a little old and rickety, but it definitely looks like a, uh, kind of like a boarding house. It does. Like, like the, yeah, yeah, it's very much like a boarding like house. A, like a turn-of-the-century boarding house where everybody would sit down and have Mrs. O'Leary's, you know, like, pancakes in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> Except, but you know, you got Red. Were, He's a creeper. Good bachelors and they were of, of men of you know good repute kind of vibes so uh so this is actually wherever ember goes back to sleep and then she dreams of her mom again this is wherever we see the box in her dreams that's right so something opens the box from the inside something with huge hands huge creepy long fingered hands hands as big as their adam as apple you know, just gigantic. So she's, the next day, she's having um, Pitcher's hand. drinks. She's having drinks with her friend, Kinsey. Uh, and Kinsey, you know, it's like, you know what? Like, I really believe in what you're doing. Like, you're going to get this job. You know, you just need this Texas ID. You know what? I'm going to front you the money. I've always just needed a lot of money. But you know what? I'm going to front you the money, the money that you're missing. And I'll give it to my ID guy and he'll make sure that you're okay. That's all you just need to give it to me. And she's like... Yes, here, take my money. And she's, uh, Kinsey's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, take it. And then she fucking disappears because Kenzie is an asshole. Poof. Uh, this is also when we start seeing the the butterflies, or moths, moths everywhere, uh, kind of, you know, stalking her, which yeah. is creepy. In, in places where... There shouldn't be moths. There shouldn't be anything, yeah. Oh, um, uh, this is wherever she's, so she's walking home and then she's, her mother is underneath the lamppost. That's right. Like she doesn't see her, but we see her and it's creepy. Um, this is whenever she walks into the house, someone is banging their head on the door. Um, and this one is, is not a character that we've seen so far. It is it's a, a dude. bald, taller guy. Huge. Mumbling. And in, in my, my, like I tried, I tried to listen to see what he was doing, but I couldn't make anything out. It was and chanting. It, 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 it was 
chanting it, I guess, in Spanish or something like that, because he was. Well, it's from Mexico, so. Well, yeah. It's it's not it's not a conquistador. I don't know. It's not a Spaniard sitting there know. like aha. I, I don't know Spanish. I'm just saying. It uh, did not. It did not sound it is, like what is. I learned from Bedazzled. I don't know what it says. <laughs> there was no. There's no mention of the cheese. I don't know what to there's do. No mention of the library. Uh, but yeah, no. She hauls ass upstairs. And like, this right is whenever he follows her, and it's creepy because you can see from underneath her door. I mean, there is like there's no padding on this door whatsoever. So she sees underneath the door, and she hears footsteps. She sees the light turn on, and then the footsteps come right in front of her door. She and hears chanting. Yeah, the more mumbles and then slam on And then the, boom. Like, like a loud slam. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, it's creepy. And, uh, oh, oh, and then she ends up, uh, I, I guess later on she goes down to the kitchen. This is wherever she meets Maria and Petra. That's right. The two hookers from Romania. I, I assume they're hookers or maybe they're just new girls. No, no, they're hookers. They're hookers? They didn't okay. get the, hey, hey, hey. So what do you do for a job? Hey, okay. hey, hey, Okay, I guess that was the hooker part. Yeah. I, I assumed, I just didn't want to be the guy who assumed. No, no, they're hookers. Okay, yeah. And they are, like, so one of the things that I did notice is that nobody in this movie is wearing makeup. Like, especially they're very, not. They're very natural. Because it looked, I always like, I was like, why is everybody so dirty in this? It's like, oh, wait, no, they're not dirty. It's just, there's a filter on the camera. Like, they've, they've changed the coloring up. And then. Is that what I look like to you whenever I don't wear makeup? No, no, dirty? it's, well, no, because of the lighting. The I lighting look, was. I there, look dirty. There is definitely. I'm going to remember that. There's definitely a lighting change Ladies, to where it's like if, bringing stuff out. If we ever, if we yeah, ever go on door. Wear makeup. Otherwise, you'll look dirty. No, you don't have to wear makeup. Just come <laughs> as you are. We'll be happy. Unless you want... True. We really will be happy. Come yeah. come, come dirty. We don't care. Uh, so, uh, we meet... Yeah, so we meet Maria and Petra. And then uh, Red is actually uh, going to show them their room that they will be staying in. Then they have a party. Just oh, yeah. Red, Petra, and Maria. Like... Thumping, thumping like music. techno music, and, yeah. And probably thump, thumping other things. Probably. They're, they're hookers. So uh, the door to the study is open at this point, and nobody is down there. That's right. So it's like then she takes like a twenty minute like tour, tour of the place. Yeah. Oh my god. She's she, just walking around. She looks at everything and picks everything up and put de- puts it back in the wrong place. She doesn't give a shit if she, they know that she was in there. Yeah. She drops shit. Like, at the very end of it, she drops this gigantic, like... Picture. Yeah, and, like, she she doesn't bother to clean it up or and anything like that. And this entire tour of the study, like, breaks down the entire movie, basically. So we get the picture of two boys. We get the picture of a couple, a man and a wife. The and man's face is all scratched out. This is this is the, the character of Arthur that we saw at the very beginning in the Kodachrome, uh, you know, video. So we, we realize now, oh, okay, so this is the person who was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. We have all the uh, Mesoamerican artifacts on the walls. We even got one of the, uh, and I, I don't know what to call it, but it is the Aztec fighting weapon where you have the obsidian spikes in it. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, like two of them, like sitting in there. Um, um, the, like there was a jade mask. There was uh, butterflies, lots of butterflies. Or moths. Or moths, either or. So, so you actually, and there's this, uh, there's this uh, record, not record, but what is it? Like a like a tape player. Yeah, it's it's a, a um, film. No, it's it's a tape deck. It's a it's a big, like one of the old style tape decks. Though, it, like seriously, if this was put in uh, the cabin in the woods, there would be a Necronomicon thing on it. <laughs> Um, that is exactly what it, it looked like. It was like. a reel-to-reel, reel-to-reel and, tape. 
And basically, what's what what she when, whenever she picks up the headphones and starts to listen, it says, "You will give them the women, children, and elderly, and you will receive the blessings of." Blah blah blah. And well, so she takes off the the headphones at that point. I did like that part though, because the guy is like, uh, so he's he's doing the same chant that we have. Uh, we heard from the the head slam guy. Yeah. Uh, but then he it's it sounds more like. Think Larry King in Ghostbusters when he's smoking and he's like talking into the mic at the same time. It had that kind of vibe to it. Like he's like reading off the notes that he has, like, uh, which is some kind of thing. It said that it was going to be giving it the women, the children, uh, uh, and then it would give you the power, you know, that kind of vibe. And she like, keeps, it was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And she, so she keeps looking at shit at this point. And then you hear a scream from the tape and it's, freaks her out so she drops the picture that she's holding uh and then we see the the creepy old lady with the glowing eyes that we have been seeing everywhere she's in the corner staring at her super creepy and then she runs out ta-da everybody's safe but not really <laughs> definitely not really uh this is when she goes she goes, she goes back, back to work yeah, yeah so she goes back to her job now she had originally asked last time to get um a uh she she'd asked to to get an advance, but then she didn't need it because she gave Kinsey the money. Now she outside of her job, she's waiting for Kinsey. Kinsey's not showing up. She calls. Kinsey's not answering. She talks to her boss. Where's Kinsey? And boss is like, I don't know. You know, she quit this morning yeah. through text. She didn't even uh, call. Can't believe her. What a terrible person. And then she's like, You got to give me you know the address. Is like I'm not gonna give it to you. Uh, it's like it's it's company policy. He's like what company it's just you and he's like you know what i don't need this year out and you're, i was like fired i was like really dude yeah he's a he's a dick i guess if you're paying everybody under the, the counter you know for a freaking union job i swear they had like one of the seamstress union like things up on the the wall i was like really that's so weird yep uh she's now running around trying to call up kinsey repeatedly can't mm. get a hold of her goes home and this goes is wherever home. she hears the screams through the drain as she's like yeah. trying to take a shower so she she hears something and so she turns off the shower and she hears screaming and help and stuff like that through the drain so as she's was, listening yeah. we see on the from the side of her there's a woman standing there and it's freya it's the the lady that you know, the other lady that was living there that just disappeared. Yeah. She does have the eye shine, though, so... We, yeah, know, she, we, we know she's dead. Yeah, we, we got that idea. And that is further compounded by the fact that when she uh, Amber opens the uh, plastic, you know, uh, outside part of the shower curtain, uh, there's, there's no Freya. Yeah, so she sees Freya. It's like, Freya? And then she opens up the shower curtain and she's not there. Yeah, poor and continuity girl freaks out. screwed up completely because uh, the the shower is still running. What? Uh, yeah, if you look at it, uh, like she's, she turns off the water to yeah. like listen to the thing. And then as soon as she opens up for the Freya part, the shower is running. Oh, I didn't know that. I was that. like, huh. It's it's just a very you know maybe maybe it wasn't maybe you know I'm what just and that was out. that was the one mess up if if it happened that was just the one you all look everybody gets one so uh so she runs out freaked out she runs into red red actually offers to give her her deposit back you know he he now that the two other girls are there things are a little bit easier so he's gonna go ahead and give her her deposit back so but it has to be tomorrow because he he doesn't have the money like right now. So Amber listens um, to the saved messages from her mom. Um, moths keep appearing 
and her mom is in the corner at one point of, while, while she's sleeping. It's, she it just the keeps moth, getting. But the moth is, starts flapping around again. Yeah, it, uh, it's just it's yeah, really it's, creepy. It's, it's, a, it's a lot a, of creepy. It's such news. a creepy thing. Um, so she wakes up from this nightmare wherever her mom is in the corner. And so she wakes up and her door is open and the light is on in the hallway. So she goes to check it out and, um, she, she sees the box and she hears someone crying and then a voice, like the same person who's crying. It's just a voice. She doesn't see anybody, but she hears it and she hears as it's running towards her and runs past her. Then there's this whole argument happening between well, this voice and this other person named Mary. Yeah, the the fun part is is that we do see the uh, the the feet, the footprints on the ground uh, as the oh running yes, past, that's right, uh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. yeah. So you can see the footprints and hear breathing. The 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 sound of it is what freaks me out more than anything else because it's like you hear it coming closer to her. It's it's really cool. Um, so you hear this ghost arguing with Mary, and. Mary the ghost is the ghost that we've been seeing, the old lady ghost with the shining eyes. And, and we do know that Mary is the wife of Arthur because we see her uh, in the photo that, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the Amber dropped. Yes, in the uh, study. And, you know, so at this point we can kind of start putting things together because Mary says, uh, it's like, uh, like actually, well, uh, victim says, uh, no, please, Mary, don't do this. And Mary goes, like, I have to. Uh, either that or Arthur will hurt me, too. And it's like, oh. This is the coolest part, though, because a fight ensues. And it's like stuff goes flying off of the shelves. The bed breaks, which is originally why the bed is broken. Yep. And when the light falls down and breaks, we get the big flash of the light breaking. And in the flash, we see uh, the, two of them. the two of them fighting. Uh, and then we actually see that several times when they, they walk outside and there's more flashing uh, from the flickering fluorescence. We get to see that part, too. Yes. Yeah. And then she, so she, uh, the whole time this voice is like begging Mary not to listen to Arthur, Mary, right? Mary, no. So um, you see as, as Amber goes downstairs to the basement, you see this figure that is crying and and she has glowing eyes also but she's she's kneeling there crying right in front of the basement and she's crying you know begging mary please don't do this don't do this amber is watching her and as we look at amber behind her is mary just, like staring just, just being with, creepy with her shiny eyes <laughs> just being creepy and then it's at this point that of course there's you know some sort of a little bit of a jump scare because that that victim gets pulled into the basement by the giant arms huge arms huge arms so um like like goofy resident evil boss arms it's huge so although although it makes sense later on whenever you see the rest of the body oh yeah no it's great i mean i i have no problem with it i just it was comically large arms reaching out of there so um so she actually runs back up to her room starts packing stuff she calls her cousin and she's like i need you I need to come to you. Like, can I please stay with you? And he's like, no, we're out of town. Like, and she goes, I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm freaking you, out here. Can you wire me some money? He's like, no, I can't, but I will be there as soon as possible. Yeah, like, I, we don't, I don't know you well enough for that. Like, I'm sorry, but, and then she tells him the truth. Oh, yeah, it's like, well, I'm I, not from Texas. I lied. And, he's and like, I, okay, look, I'll try to find you at some point. Yeah, so he's just like, I'll try to get to you as soon as I can. So she leaves. And she, like, refuses to go back home. And she... Oh, no, she doesn't leave yet. It's because she sees 
Becker first. So she runs down to see if Red has her deposit yet, but she sees Becker instead. Becker is just, he's just looks like a douche. Well, you know what he looks like? He looks like J.K. Simmons and Whiplash with beard. He looks like, like a he's like a huge like I mean it looks like like discount J.K. Simmons with a beard from Whiplash because he's got the black shirt on, bald head, and he's just gigantic too. Uh, and uh, he's just like at red, uh, not here, man. Sorry, click. Like uh, slams like, the door in her face. Yeah. And so she, this is wherever she runs out. She she goes to the subway. She goes to all these other places. Well, while she's at the subway. Um, she's about to fall asleep and the lights start to flicker. So she, she picks her head up because she has her head down. She picks her head up and there's nobody else on the subway with her and it's just empty. And then she looks off to the side and she sees her mom sitting there and her mom looks at her and then shifts her eyes over to the right and she sees the box and there's somebody coming out of the box. Hands are coming out of the box. Yes. Big hands. So creepy. Interestingly enough, though, uh, and it, it's a very odd kind of look, but it had that kind of idea, like, you know, with those endless mirror That's exactly things. what it's like, yeah. Yeah, and it was, it was so interesting because you're seeing that, but you're also seeing the full length of the, um, I, I don't know if it was like the, the, the subway, elevated rail, whatever they have in Cleveland, but instead of like that, you know, individual car thing, it just went straight back. Yeah, it's so it's this gigantic tube. Yeah, it just went straight back. And, and the cool thing that I like about the box is that um, it kind of goes along the same lines. Wherever it looks, it, well, it's slightly different because it looks. You see the outside of the box; it looks like a regular box, but then on the inside of it, you can tell that it goes forever. Yeah, and it goes it goes farther back. So I like that they had that on both sides. Like you, we've got this depth. Uh, going on with the 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 car that she's in, this gigantic like long tube of of passenger vehicles, and then you look at this stone box, and it's you know bi- definitely it's got a TARDIS feel to it, so it's got definitely bigger on the inside, and on the inside of the the walls that are inside of this thing are scratched pictograms and stuff like that. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And the the arms that come out of the box are so big that there's absolutely no way that anything could come out of the box from that but they're still trying to come out and that's what it's she like works. one arm yeah. is like pointed down and then one arm is pointed up where they're like trying to like it's like pulling itself shove out. Themselves out of it it's so creepy uh, <laughs> uh but uh, so she, oh, she goes yeah. to the diner she she wakes up in the diner after having that that freak out uh it's at this point that she has to call she she breaks down she calls red uh to get the money yeah, so Red actually comes um, and is like, hey. And she goes, do you have my money? And he goes, hello to you, too. And, and she's he's all like, busted up, too. She's like, yeah, hi. Uh, so do you have my money? And he's like, it's, it's, I don't have it with me. It's at the house. She, well, I can't go back to the house. Why can't you go back to the house? Because I just can't. I need you to bring my money. It's like, look, you're going to come with me to get the money at the house. All right? That's all I can say. Yeah. So um, he ends up telling her about Becker. And about how he wants to take care of him and stuff like that. And how Becker is just a little odd, but, you know, he really took care of him whenever he was younger. And Becker now is sick, and that's why Red is taking care of him. The it's the, the whole point is to show that uh, much like her having to help her mom, Red is helping his family as well. Yeah. Um, you know, probably not in a very constructive way, but, you know, it's, it's creepy and this is what happens. Uh, they get back to the place and this is when he walks in there we see petra and maria maria Maria. Uh, Maria. 
uh, he hands, oh, they like, he's like, what did I tell you girls about smoking in the lounge room? And then she's, they take, uh, like a big bag of liquor, uh, from him. And he's like, your, your rents, your, your, uh, your deposits in your room. Yeah, and he's she, like, I left she, your deposit in your room. Yeah, she goes up there, she starts looking around. There's no deposit, but there's a red who walks in behind her, clearly inebriated, clearly upset, and he's like, You want a drink? She's like, No, no, I don't want a drink. I really want my money. You want to have a drink. You you really should drink this. You should have a drink. And it gets downhill from there. Now, originally when I watched this one, because we, we we saw this previously but i hadn't actually watched the whole thing the context for this part is icky but now that you you see the full context of it you're like oh okay it's still pretty icky it's it's icky but it's icky in a less way like because there's no there's 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 no no wanting in this he doesn't want to be there yeah he's this is this is a a bad job that he hates at this point yeah there there's just just a word just you know a warning there's well, I guess a lack of warning. There's no rape in this movie. There, there's goodness. none. Uh, but it, there is, a, like, if you're uncomfortable with this, because Red is at least a head taller than uh, Amber. And unfortunately, uh, Becker is at least a head taller than Red. So there's clearly a power dynamic here. But thankfully, there's nothing going on on that. Yeah, These, there's there's no, yeah. like, sexual pushing or there's, anything There's like no weird messages in this either, which I was really thankful for. Uh, but there's, you know, we'll, we'll get into that in, at the very end. But uh, yes, uh, the... Uh, Becker forces Becker, her to drink. Yeah, comes in and he splashes some drink on her and then he he takes... Uh, there's actually this really subtle part where Red takes her phone. He, it's a blink and you'll miss it kind of scene. But it's he like slides up, grabs a hold of her uh, uh, phone and he says... Uh, don't uh, do anything to upset him. It'll or, make it worse. Yeah, he'll he'll hurt you. Uh, and then they leave and they, and then, the, and then the hookers come, yep. Maria and Petra actually come and they're like, Hey, let us in. And she goes, is it just you guys? And they're like, yes, yes, let us in. So they are, they're all in the room all together. And they're like, there's something wrong. Becker's weird. And like, they're we acting the different. We need to get out of here. Becker's standing by the basement door and doesn't want to leave. There's and... no way we can get out of there. We need to wait until he goes to sleep. Yeah. Cause he sleeps during the day. Uh, and they're like, okay, cool, let's go ahead and relax. And then they're like... They keep dreaming about the box. Like, they talk about what they've been dreaming. Which, one of them is missing their son, uh, and they want to stay with their son. Yeah, but and... there's a box there, and it's a weird stone box. And then they all hear the crying, because apparently the crying is just something that happens every single night there, and every single person hears it. And I believe at this point, Petra begins to sing in Romanian... Uh, this is when we see all of the victims of the house so far. There's uh, a lot. Like, yeah, probably a good 15, 20, 20 people. Yeah. yeah. With all of them have uh, glowing eyes and the majority of them are women. Um, all of them. All of them are women, right? I think so. My, my I think, well, because that's all they've been killing. Because it said on the chant, it's only women, the elderly, and children. Yeah, well, I mean, just says, you know, give give us the, the thing or something I like that. I just don't hear men in any yeah. of it. Anyway. Well, so, I mean, you know, it's... Clearly not an issue. This yeah. is what we find out later. True. Uh, so <laughs> uh, this is when um, they 
So so she turns she, to see all, sees all the women, and yeah. then she turns back to the bed, and then Petra and Maria are gone. Yeah, and then she's kind of having this zone out. The door's open again. She thinks she sees her mom. This is when uh, Petra comes out of the side, or or Maria comes out from the side. And it's like, it's like you got to wake up. And yeah, she's like, wake up, Ember, wake up. This is when, uh, God, like, Becker's coming in there, just beating hell out of the two of them, yanking uh, the two other girls out of there. And then they lock up... Uh, Amber again, but unfortunately at this point, the reason why they're having to like lock her up is because there's a ringy ding ding at the uh, the old front door, and it turns out to be Bethel. Yeah, Amber's cousin is like, "Hey, um, my cousin is here, and I really need to get a hold of her." And Brad's like, "I don't know about. who you're talking about, man, hombre." He's calling him hombre. Don't know what you're talking about, hombre. And he's and like, stop like, calling me hombre. Just show me where my cousin is. That's like, her coat right there. Yeah, unfortunately, Red was completely stupid and didn't kick over the bag that had the clearly identifiable uh, backpack and everything. Jacket. Like this giant jacket on there. It's clearly a woman's jacket. You know it's hers. And he's he's like sitting there like, yeah, I know. Like, you didn't kick that off to the side, dude? He probably didn't even Fail. think about it. So, uh, so it's at this point that Betho actually pushes Red out of the way, runs upstairs because um, Amber has somehow, she, she, she broke, the, broke window. the window. And it's like, Beth, like, Betho, you gotta help me. Help me, help the me. Floor. So he runs up there and then Betho gets killed. Badly by Becker. Like, like beat to shit. Beaten, beaten and to death. At, like tooth fallen under the, uh, the door frame kind of beat up. With a pool of blood. And it's, it's really sad. Like it's a sad whole. That, this was like thing the there. the worst kill. Like because yeah. you felt it. Like he was trying to do something good, and it and like he did it. They did it completely off screen, but it felt like it was so visceral and such such good sound work that uh, you know, yeah, we understood Bethel was dead, and we were just like, oh my god. Uh, and is this the point when uh, Becker tells Red to get that's right. to to prepare her? You so need he's to prepare. so he's preparing her, which is. Um, Oh, and then they take Maria down at the same time. So they yeah, take Maria down. Right. They're preparing um, Amber. Uh, and they're like, he's like rubbing her with green. Or I don't know what. I wish I could figure out what that was. I guess it's like ash. I think it might be ash. Okay, maybe that's what it is. So he's like rubbing her with ash. And he's telling her about the story of how his father was a bastard and was killing all these people. So, including their mother. Including their mother. So then whenever they got there, they killed their father. Yeah, because Becker is, is sick. So the whole reason why this is happening and, and the, the kind of put together that we can easily do at this point is that uh, whatever you do, if you sacrifice things to the box, you gain health and energy and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, and Arthur, whatever the hell his name was, I, I Weller or something like that, uh, was doing this for quite a, a long period of time. That's why he was able to establish himself in that, that home and, and build up all this other stuff and do what we see in just a little bit because we see at this point, uh, even though Amber has done her best to uh, to convince Red to let her go, Red's not going to do it. Becker comes over, uh, slaps her in the face with uh, uh, the ash and then streaks down with the Red and then picks her up and then starts walking her down the stairs. This is when we get to see all the creepy dead ladies with the glowing eyes. As she walks down, this is such a cool yep. scene. Like it was so cool. You can every single corner she takes, you can see a, a dead person watching her, watching her. And then, you know, um, the way that the the way that the place is set up is that all uh, in the lobby you can actually see straight up 
through the multiple floors. So whenever she gets down to the lobby and she looks up, you can see all the dead people looking over the railings, looking at her. And then you can see all the people who are like very close to her, including uh, both Mary, uh, the mom, uh, and the newest one who is either Petra or Maria. I can't remember which one was which. Uh, I think it might I think it was have Maria. been Maria. Yeah, because I think Petra Petra's survives after. until yeah. later. Um, this is when uh, she's taken into the room, the the sacrifice room. The sacrifice room that is set up in such a way that one it has a little like viewing area too, like oh. that you can look through the window. Yeah, and it's got a metal sliding door. It's got a uh, Aztec Mesoamerican uh, like altar. Yeah, like sacrificial altar with the two sacrificial leg hand holdy things and the box and a lot of candles. A I mean, lot of candles. I mean, he had a lot of time to prepare that, though. Yeah, well, so. so, I mean, that was all Arthur did that. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, apparently he was killing so many people that he was able to get all that money. And, and somehow, like, this is a bat cave kind of situation. It's like, how did you pay the guys to put the big table, the big stone slab down there? Like, did you kill them, too? How come they're not ghosts? Maybe you did just kill them. Maybe you have to get eaten to be uh, the ghost or something like that. I don't know. But uh, we do see that she, we see the headless body of Maria get yanked off to the side. We see... Uh, uh, Actually, yes, you do have to get eaten by the, the yes. monster to, yeah. to become a ghost. To become the ghost. Because Bethel. And then we have the... Uh, yes. Uh, and then we have her... Uh, we have Amber getting strapped down to it. She's freaking out. Then um, Becker goes over, opens up the big stone box. Stone, stone box is making sounds. You can see into its emptiness. Uh, and yet we hear something coming. Uh, and this is when Amber starts having a dream. Yes. Yes. Because... Well, but we don't realize it's a dream, though. No. Because she's, Bethel actually comes while she's looking at like, this don't box. Don't worry, I'm okay. And Bethel's like, oh, come on, we gotta go, we gotta go. So he, he un, undo, undoes her. You can hear the thing getting closer and closer from inside of the box. Uh, Maria, or not Maria, Amber uh, jumps up with I Bethel. I Maria, too. And then <laughs> Amber jumps up and then runs off with Bethel. They, they're breaking down the door. She can hear it getting closer and closer and coming out of the box. And as soon as they break through the door, it completely cuts it to black. black. And then we cut back to the creepy thing crawling out of the the, uh, the box, and it's it, it, you can kind of clearly see at this point that this is the uh, the shots that he really wanted to have because we have this whole upside down part oh, with the butterflies so on the wall, and then we, like it's so you, you think you're moving down, but you're actually moving like away from the wall down to point directly down at the uh, the box on the on the top side of the box. Yeah, as the uh, the, the, the creature begins to pull itself out. And it is so creepy and so gross and just so well done. It's so creepy. And it, it very much looks like a Guillermo del Toro yes, monster. Like much. it's it has a, a human face but that's covered with like, a sheet. Like a veiled face with like like a skin sheet on it. It's got these two and it, tiny hands. And, and that are that are that are um Kind of push down Ropes. towards it, yeah, or or kind of like not even bound, but like maybe like have the, like under a cassock or something like that, like where it's it's she's got the two hands like held down in kind of a prayer way, like as though it was like a like a nun or something like that. I had to like take that. a close look because I felt like it was more bound than like uh, it looked like the front of her was a normal was like a woman with bound hands, but then she had the bigger hands, bigger hands, yeah, that was that actually walking. Well, the, the reason why I say that it was like that is because she she had her hands held together as though you would do in prayer. Okay. And so it's like 
this weird fleshy kind of other like like uh, I want to say it was like a robe, like or something like that. Oh, okay. Holding the thing yeah, down, yeah, I can which see. Which is to me, it was more of a. It, it was supposed to invoke um, like a priestess or something more than or like uh, you know Mary Magdalene of vibes. Mm. You know that kind of like <laughs> pseudo. Like it, it was definitely something there that was supposed to bring up religious iconography. And it's very spooky. And we see that Amber, yeah, is still on the, uh, she's still on the rock, even though we were watching her go do stuff. Uh, huh. How's that happening? Well, we see Amber again, and she's talking to her mom instead of the hospital room again. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of where you get it, that she's, she didn't wake up from it. She's still in the, the room. And Betho is still dead. Yep. Uh, it's at this point that the mom... Uh, is talking to Amber and it's like, no, no, you, you need to stay here with me. You need to stay here with me. And just kept saying, you need to stay here with me. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when... And, and, and she can feel things happening around yeah. her. Like the room is shaking. Glasses, like, you know, the glasses, the glass of water next to her is like shaking. She can hear things. She can see the box in the room. Of course, she can't see anything coming out of the there, box. There are butterflies inside of the room too, or moths. Moths, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole lot of those. Um, but she's, she starts to fight her mom, and her mom's like, "Stay with me." And she's like, "No." Like rubbing her face. No, like, with I her need hands to leave. Stuff. Like, I need to get out of here. I need to leave now. And she's like, "No, you're so kind. You need to stay with me. Just stay with me." And then her mother starts to change, and she starts to look ugly. Yeah. And so and she starts yeah. to fight her, and she fights her, and then eventually she just smothers her with her pillow. So so Amber is killing her mother. Yeah, and in doing so, she wakes up, and she's unbound now. Yep. Which I thought was interesting. I was like, that's odd. How did she get out of the chains that were wrapped around her? I don't know. I, don't I guess know. the monster does it. Yeah, we, we didn't see anything. Well, because in the end, the monster just takes people, whether they're bound or not, and it's just kind of, it's kind of like, uh, anesthesia? Kind of? Well, so the, and I'll, I'll kind of get into this once okay. we, yeah, we yeah. finish it up, but this is when she, she goes over to the big stone box to look inside of it, and inside of it is this creepy uh, little skeleton and a butterfly. Yeah. And she's like, huh. So she closes up the box and then she runs out. She gets upstairs. She actually goes to the study and gets the Aztec champion sword. Yeah. And then she goes to fuck everybody up. So she, we do know, because we can still hear Petra alive screaming. Uh, so she runs upstairs with this Aztec obsidian blade thing, and uh, we are looking at the back of Becker's head, and we're seeing these thick, thick veins. Uh, and he's looking, and he's going, "There's something wrong. You need to go check on it." And Red's like, I don't, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Shut up and check on it." And so Red's like, "All right, I'll open up the door." So he opens up the door, and he's like, "See, there's nothing there." And then here comes Amber with the the obsidian uh, beaten stick. And like whacks the shit out of Red. So she gets his legs, his arms, and then his face. Yep. To the point where uh, one of the pieces of obsidian uh, pluck off of the thing. Uh, this is when Becker uh, gets tired of this crap, but he gets. Uh, he, God, he. Oh, yeah, that's right. He slaps hell out of uh, Amber, knocks her down, then hobbles her by stamping on her ankle. I was like, oh. Yeah, he, he really breaks her ankle really ugly. Yeah. And uh, um, he grabs Petra. Uh, well, so Petra, oh, Petra attacks. Runs. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, starts to run. 
Becker runs out, grabs a hold of Petra. Petra doesn't want to do that. She's, you know, there's uh, a struggle. Petra goes over the side and crack. He throws her over down. the side. Uh, yeah, I guess so. He does. Like, yeah, he, he, he was, he was trying to get her through, like, two or three times. And then he finally manages to get her over the railing. That's right. He was just trying and to she, crap. Because it's a good three or death. four story yeah, she, yeah, drop. And she cracks open like an orange. Like, it was, it was a pretty, just a thud. <laughs> Ugh. There's a lot of just thuds like that before. Uh, and that's when uh, she, he goes back in to take care of Amber. Amber, and Amber grabs the piece of obsidian that actually fell off of the sword, and she holds it in her hand. So Becker, you know, lifts her up and throws her up against the wall, and he's like trying to strangle her. Well, as he does this, she shoves her finger in his mouth, which he had done earlier to force her to drink, and that pulls his face over to one side, exposing his neck, to which he gets sliced neck. Juicies all over the damn place. Yeah, she got his neck. She got his throat. Damn right, stupid Becker. And he drops like a bitch. He sure does. Like, and, just, then, and then she proceeds. Down. And then she proceeds to beat his head in with the rest of the sword. And yep. he has the audacity to be like, "You aren't." And then she just goes at it. Blam, 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 blam. Stupid god, you know, kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> this is when she goes back inside and she sees that Red's still alive, and she's like hobbling. You have to understand, she's she's plopping around. She feels like shit. Uh, and Red's in there, and he's just beat to hell. And then we jump cut to her putting him on the altar. She somehow managed to get his ass all the way down the I need basement. an explanation on that I one. I do, too. It's not like she could throw him over the side, yeah. you know? Like, I pulled that man down three to four stories. Maybe she kicked him down there. I don't know. We're, we're just going to go with that, that she kicked him down there. So she gets him all the way to the altar, and immediately, there is none of this... You know, let me take 25 minutes to get out of the box. It is, the monster is out of the box and is It's like holding sitting there already. It's like, aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're cool now? Oh, All right, yay. cool. Yay. So, um, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's so cool because you can see underneath the monster, like, it's being supported by these two huge hands. It doesn't have any feet because what it is is a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, end, the, the back part of it, after the end that looks like you know, the, the praying woman is a giant caterpillar body and the hands are being held and are like supporting over the whole, the rest of the body over the head. And then what happens is that it opens and there's a huge mouth. So the huge big, mouth just big teeth, big teethers, oh, huge, teeth. huge teethers. And then it pulls the body up and snump. And it, and it eats off the head just like that. Nom, nom, nom. Clean cut. Uh, this is when Amber starts walking out of the place. She's like, she hobbles. kind of done with this. And she locks the, uh, the, the basement door up. She's still hobbling around. Her, her, her leg is all effed. Uh, she looks into the lounge and inside of the lounge is the ghost with the shiny eyes of red. Uh, and then as she's walking, uh, it finally kicks in, yo. Uh, cause that's, uh, when the, the magical caterpillar ghost vibes go into her. We see this by... The, uh, the veins on her face going... And her uh, ankle, like, bloody. fixing itself. And all of her, her scratches and everything else do. And then she's like, we get this kind of vibe, and it cuts to black. Where she's just like, oh, shit. Oh. This oh, is, my. This is nice. This seems like a redevelopment opportunity. <laughs> and such, that's the end. Yep, and it ends. Uh, so, one of the things that I kind of got, and, and just to kind of like put my little spin on this the way that I was understanding it was the reason why they were preying on people 
um, who are just who are either there illegally or, or just brand new to the city. One, they don't have a whole lot of people who are going to be looking out for them. Mm -hmm. But the other thing, and it seems to be the most important part, was there's something that they want. They want to be back with something. They miss something very deeply. She, uh, Amber misses her mom. The, uh, the lady who was speaking Portuguese at the very beginning was missing her family. We've got Petra missing her son. Every single one of these people has something that they're, they're so missing. And that's what they see, uh, when the, the creature is kind of messing with their head and they have to want to stay with it. Mm -hmm. Because when Amber didn't want to stay, she didn't get eaten. Yeah. But the assumption here is at this point is that the creature convinced them this whole time that they would stay. And so they said yes, and they got their heads eaten. Mm -hmm. So including Red. Which is also the reason, I wonder what Red saw. I wish that they would have showed us that. Either, probably either Becker, because he does say Beck at one point. Oh, I didn't even hear him. So I think it was his brother. Because his brother did watch out for him when he was younger. Hmm. So it, it, it was this... Ah, you know, my, my more innocent time part, you know, kind of like True. this is the, the person that I always wanted to, you know, back. I wonder if it would have worked on Amber had they picked a different time. I think the reason why it didn't work on Amber was because she had kind of already had that vibe from other people. She, the uh, Petra had explained to her yeah. earlier and she had seen enough times of her mom. And I think it just ended up not working on her. Yeah. Because she, that and the, the fact that she was getting so freaked out and she saw Bethel die and all this other kind of stuff. True. That is so true. So I, I think, yeah, maybe if it, if she had been calmer or she hadn't left that first time, that it probably wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. That's uh, true. You know, so that's, that's kind of my vibe of this. This, this thing is some kind of like sadness, you know, like eater and it just om nom noms her. Uh, you know, just, it, it, it pops off people's heads and then transfers that energy over to the others. Uh, and it was a great show. I really liked this one. Uh, it was very quick. There are bits of it that are kind of funky, but there's no weird message. There's no judgment. Uh, you know, yes, they're taking advantage of, of these, you know, you know, people who are, are definitely vulnerable in society, but it's not a, a implication that it's all, you know, people who, who are here are doing it. It's just, these guys are assholes. You know, and they're doing it. So I was like, oh, okay. And they're they're not even doing it with, you know, like, ah, it's, you know, some kind of indictment of America. No, they're doing it with a Mesoamerican whatever the hell that they found and stole. Yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. You know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the relic for that. Oh, how about that? How about the little... Um, oh, yeah, there is a little aside there for a bit. Like an where, Easter egg. Where we're, we're listening to the uh, the radio uh, and it goes like, uh, coming up. Uh, the, the true story of the four, uh, hikers who got lost in Sweden. I was like, that's the ritual. Yeah. Which, you know, was written by, by the, the same guy. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked it. So cool. All right. So what are you uh, going to give this one? What are you going to give this one? Oh, what I'm going to give this one, I'm going to give this, um, oh, I'm going to give this about, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it seven, uh, lopped off heads out of 10. I, I really do enjoy this one. I had a, a lot of fun with it. There's not a whole lot of rest of this this movie, and there's there needed to be a little bit more of the spookums. I, I stopped caring about the dick boss and her money getting stolen and all this other kind of stuff. But uh, it, it was really good for what we got. I really enjoyed it, and it was it was quick. You didn't feel like you were being 
uh, you know, ruined by any of this stuff. So it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. Nice. What about you? Um, I'm actually gonna give it an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten with a plus one modifier for the monster. Mm-hmm. So nine out of ten. Uh, creepy caterpillar monster, Magdalene, whatever. There you go. Creeper monsters. I I enjoy this one. This was a good movie, and it's you know the nice part was was that it. It was fast enough to where I, I was paying attention, but it wasn't so, you know, fast that it it left me behind. So I didn't feel weird about it. It, you, it didn't lag at no. all. Uh, but what about you? Did you enjoy this movie? Do you do you like these kind of things? Did you think it was a great uh, monster idea? You should have. It was great. Uh, do you have other movies that you want to watch on Netflix? Are there movies that you watch on Netflix? Let us know. Reach out to us. ESAT3AM at gmail.com. That's going to be the main email address. ESAT3AM.com is going to be the main uh, website. Uh, at ESAT3AM is going to be Facebook, Twitter, and if we ever get around to it, Instagram. Uh, and then you can always leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm forward slash everything scary at 3 a.m. We'd love to hear from you. Give us your, your voicemails. We want to want to interact more if possible. Oh, caca. I just remember we didn't do a recipe for this one. No, we didn't. Son of a bitch. Next time. You know what? We'll give you two next time. How about that? No, we're not. One, one and a half. We'll give you one. We'll, we'll give you a drink and food. Maybe. Anyways. Later. Yeah. So. See us. I panicked. See us next time. Okay. See you next time. Later. Oh, God. We're cutting that out. No, we're not.